1: And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Wednesday, January the 10th, 2024, in the year of our Lord. On January 10, 1776, Thomas Paine anonymously published his influential pamphlet, Common Sense. He was arguing for American independence from British rule. A good argument. I don't agree with some of the things Thomas Paine believed and wrote about, but I certainly agree with him on that. Today, in 1861, Florida became the third state to secede from the Union. Today, in 1863, the London Underground had its beginnings as the Metropolitan, the world's first underground passenger railway. It opened to the public with service between Paddington and Farringdon Street. Today, in 1870, John D. Rockefeller incorporated Standard Oil, Today in 1967, President Lyndon B. Johnson was still promoting his Great Society. Lyndon Johnson, in his State of the Union address, asked Congress to impose a surcharge on both corporate and individual income taxes to help pay for his Great Society programs, as well as to pay for the war in Vietnam. Today in 2002, Marines began flying hundreds of Al Qaeda prisoners in Afghanistan to a US base at Guantanamo Bay in Cuba. And today in 2003, North Korea withdrew from a global treaty barring it from making nuclear weapons. And that kid that's running the country was on his way to fame and fortune. He has nuclear weapons. He has himself highly overrated as well, in my opinion. A lot of things are changing in our society, as you know. I was reading earlier this morning in Proverbs. I read this verse. I'd like to pass it along to you because it certainly speaks to the times in which we live, as the Word of God always does. Proverbs chapter 4 verses 20, 21, and 22 says, "My son, attend to my words; incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes; keep them in the midst of thine heart: for they are life unto those that find them, and health to all their flesh." My son, attend to my words, the word of the Lord, heaven and earth is passing away. My word shall never pass away, the Lord tells us. God is our refuge underneath his everlasting arms. He thrusts out the enemy before us. He stands for us. God cares for his children. We live in a very confusing world today. It's becoming more and more complicated as the web of deception continues to be woven in our culture, in public education, and in the local cultures, in the cities and towns across America. I want to talk to you a little bit about that today, how Marx is laughing, probably, from his grave, figuratively speaking. He is not laughing, I can assure you, but he would be if he knew how his words are being used to further his beliefs under the guise of getting to the truth. But first, President Biden is under a lot of pressure over the border, the southern border and Mexico-U.S. border. So he's reached out to Mexico, kind of like Trump did a few years ago, except Biden is not having the success that Trump had. Biden has reached out to Mexico and to some of the Central American countries and asking them for help in stemming the tide. He doesn't really want to stem the tide of illegal migration into America. He really doesn't. For a long time, I thought, surely he doesn't really want this to happen. He does want it to happen. He wants America flooded with illegal aliens. He doesn't care what happens to the country. Every act that he's taken in behalf of our national sovereignty has proven that he doesn't really care ultimately about America. Or he wouldn't be doing the things that he's doing. He wouldn't be enacting the policies that he's enacting. So he reaches out to these guys, Mexico and and some of the other Central American uh, nations, and he asked them to help him to to stem the tide, and he wanted to kind of play the role that Trump played, but kind of not be like Trump, and because he's really reversed all of Trump's policies regarding the border, which were highly successful. So anyway, he reaches out to these guys. Will they get back to him? <laughs> and, and this this Lopez o- Orbrador, um in Mexico, and a couple of other guys in Central America. What, they say, yeah, we'll work with you, but here's what we have to have. And here's what they've told him. They said that th- they're demanding that he give amnesty to 10 million illegal aliens in exchange for help with the border crisis. But that's not all. Orbidor called on the U.S. to approve a plan that would deploy $20 billion to Latin America Suspend the U.S. blockade of Cuba, remove all sanctions against Venezuela, and grant at least 10 million illegal aliens living in the U.S. the right to remain and work legally. And if you'll do that, they're saying, we'll work with you. That is in no way leadership. That is a man floundering trying to figure out how to lead and get ahead of the pack. And he isn't, and he can't. That's where we are today in politics. And I'm sorry if that offends you, if you're a Christian leftist. You can't vote for Trump because, boy, he's not a Christian. Your vote, or the lack thereof, is taking America down a path that is ultimately destructive. I believe God will hold us accountable Because we have a vote. The rest of the world generally does not. But we still do. And yes, I do believe it's tampered with. No question about that. But we have the responsibility before God to vote for people that will look after our country. We do not have that now. And there have been those figures throughout history who have worked to undermine the very foundations, the institutions that our founders put in place, of this country. Last week, Joe Biden's administration announced its plan to remove a William Penn statue permanently from Philadelphia's Welcome Park. What did William Penn do? What did he do wrong? Well, he exists primarily. They claimed the park and Penn himself were outdated. This is the administration. And the park needed to be rehabilitated. That's their words. They're now saying the controversial proposal was released prematurely and had not been subject to a complete internal agency review. Yes, of course. They care much about complete internal agency reviews. The truth of the matter is they got caught. They got called out and people got really mad, even Democrats. And and so they said, oh, oh, this is not going to work. So they withdraw and they say, oh, my, what what a misstep on someone's part administratively and blah, blah, blah. The truth is they were not prepared for the public pushback. It was strong and it was swift. And as I said, a lot of Democrats are pushing back and did push back as well. But why is the left always trying to rehabilitate everything and everyone that they disagree with? I want to talk to you a little bit about that today, and we'll use this as the latest example. This happened just a few, few days ago. But it's an example of a much greater uh, problem that we have in our culture today. Karl Marx Karl Marx said, quote, keep people from their history, and they are easily controlled. Karl Marx is quoted today by AI and other leftists. <laughs> AI is being Fed information from a leftist point of view, for the most part. Just remember that as we move into this era of AI. Artificial intelligence is just that. It's artificial intelligence and it's put into the machine by somebody, somewhere. And the somebodies that are somewhere are putting in primarily leftist views. Karl Marx would be proud, very proud. Of that. But Marx said, keep people from their history and they're easily controlled. So what does that mean? Well, the quote by Karl Marx suggests that when people are disconnected from their historical roots and the traditions and knowledge of the past, they're much more susceptible to manipulation and control. And he has been quoted as saying that in the in the context of saying, Yes, let's do this so we can manipulate and control, but oh no. He was saying this on behalf of the people. He says he was trying to, quote-unquote, deliver the people by telling them, don't believe these historians because they're wrong. They're trying to mislead you. And the ruse of it all was that Marx was trying to mislead them and to lead them down a path of extreme socialism and Marxism. So he's telling people, I'm keeping you, I'm saving you, I'm taking care of you. And I don't want you to be disconnected from your historical roots and your traditions and knowledge and so on. Now listen to me and I will show you the way. That's why we've got to stay focused on the word of God. Marx is gone, but there are new versions of Karl Marx among us, all over the place. And we've got to stay focused on on the word of God. Attend to my words, incline thy ear into my sayings. Pay attention to what God's word says. And pay attention to history, real history. Because the leftists, under the guise of trying to protect you from the founding fathers and those who came before the founding fathers, William Penn in particular, are out to get you and you need to be protected from them that's my version of what they're what they're saying anyway they got caught in doing this and so all of a sudden even democrats were pushing back and so the administration the Biden administration awakened from their sleep and they said oh my we have a problem here so they promised that they would not try to rehabilitate William Penn and remove his statue as they have Abraham Lincoln and Christopher Columbus and others over the last two or three years. The Biden administration, they say, has scrapped its plan to permanently remove a statue of William Penn from Philadelphia's Welcome Park. They claim the controversial proposal, quote, was released prematurely and had not been subject to a complete internal agency review. Well, of course they would say that. Translated, that means the federal government had no idea the public would react as as they did. President Joe Biden's National Park Service announced the reversal on Monday evening of this week, day before yesterday, late in the evening, in fact. And that was just days after it unveiled its rehabilitation proposal for the park. But much could be learned as we look at this. Number one, the public is getting sick and tired of this leftist ideology, and they're starting to push back, including Democrats. But beyond that, it also shows that the left is always looking for uh, some way to slip through the back door and to advance their agenda under the auspices or under the guise of doing something very different, like the Great Society. The Great Society. We've mentioned that in history because it was very prominent uh, during these days that was being talked about in our American government, and particularly Lyndon B. Johnson, President Lyndon B. Johnson. But what what happens here is that the, the, those who seek to mislead, whether regardless of their political affiliations or or their time in history, whether it was Karl Marx or Joe Biden or whomever. It doesn't matter who it is. I'm not comparing them. I'm just saying they're leaders. They have influence. And what's happening is that they appeal to moral principles. The great society appealed to helping people. And who doesn't want to help those who need help? There are some, I presume, that are so depraved that they they don't care but for the most part most of us if we see someone in need we want to help them i mean that's our inclination that's a christian inclination but god didn't establish government to become the church the church is supposed to help the people are supposed to help the government is supposed to protect not take over the role of the christian But under the guise of helping people, the Great Society and, you know, two chickens and every pot or whatever. So that wasn't the Great Society, but it was an attempt. So we find this and we get pulled into these ideologies. And so the government then begins to believe themselves and they believe their own press releases and they believe that what they're doing is legit when they know that they're, they're setting up a, a screen of deception. J- Lyndon Johnson did that. We have the most dependent nation today as a result of the great society policies that we've had in the history of our, our country up to that time. Because he assumed, he took government to the point of assuming the role of the church and of compassionate people in America. And he was offering them, in his words, offering them all of this free stuff. Why would they not vote for him? He was offering them all of this free stuff to make things better for them, make a, quote, great society. And there's a hundred versions of that since then. That's what politicians tend to want to do unless they are restrained by deeply held moral, biblical beliefs. So they use this as a a smokescreen and they move forward. And that has to do with our history and so on. What Marx was saying was he was saying that if if, if people are disconnected from their historical roots and traditions and knowledge of the past, they become susceptible to manipulation and control and some of the people that responded to him and later become became advocates of marxism said yes that's true and we can do this and we will we will lead people to be disconnected from their roots and their traditions and their knowledge of the past because then we can manipulate them and control them so we will lead them into another path of truth about history and in recent generations we've seen this coming to fruition where kids go through public education junior high high school middle school university college whatever and they don't have a clue about history and what they do know about history is perverted it's it's remade and rehabilitated to advance an agenda and it isn't true that is what came to bear on this William Penn thing. I think Joe Biden, they, they announced this. They just assumed that if this, this is an old guy, he came here and he beat up on the Indians and he took things away from them and we're going to get rid of him now. I mean, that's the, that's the talk behind the scenes. The National Park Service said Independence National Historical Park has withdrawn the review of a draft to, to rehabilitate. The administration's U-turn came after the Pennsylvania Republicans panned the proposed changes to this welcome park. It's named after the ship that brought Penn to Philadelphia, and it includes the site of Penn's home. His home is is there, and it's known as the Slate Roof House. Well, this House Minority Leader in, there in, in Pennsylvania, Brian Cult, Cult, uh, Cutler, he said the proposal marked another sad example of the left in this country scra- scraping the bottom of the barrel of wokeism. That's exactly what this was. Cutler told the Wall Street Journal that the issue was personal because his ancestors were Quakers who arrived in America by ship in 1685 shortly after William Penn arrived here. The Wall Street Journal reported on this as well. They said opponents had had criticized the move as ideologically motivated, similar to efforts to remove statues of Christopher Columbus and Confederate leaders. However, in this case, they said the proposal was based on a misunderstanding of the relationship between Penn, a Quaker leader, and the Native Americans in the 17th century. And I would just pause there because I read the Wall Street Journal and I like what they publish a lot, but with all due respect, I profoundly disagree with the Wall Street Journal on this. I don't think these guys misunderstood. I don't think it was a misunderstanding. I think they mistook the public because they've been getting away with this under the guise of of anti-slavery. They've tried to tear down statues of Abraham Lincoln, for goodness sakes. How does that make sense? It doesn't. It's just a spirit of rebellion, a spirit of destruction, and a spirit of lawlessness. So they were going after William Penn. I don't think it was a misunderstanding. I don't think they cared what he stood for. They just thought they could get away with it. And I'm talking about our Parks Department. Not everybody, but those in leadership. It wouldn't be happening if they didn't feel that way. So it is true, it is true, that Penn created some relationships with the Indians, but they were not adversarial relationships. They were very friendly relationships. He was a Quaker. He was a pacifist. And he made peace with the American Indians in the 17th century. It's true that Penn created treaties and agreements with the Native Americans, which led to a peace for a period of time. He was known for that. I mean, a fifth grader knows that if they've been taught history. So I don't think this was a misunderstanding on the part of the Parks Department and the Biden administration. Again, I feel that they just thought they could get away with it, so they went after it. Well, we can can do this. Besides, this park is getting old and kind of tacky, and it is. It needs some refurbishment. But it doesn't need to be annihilated and swept from history unless unless you're trying to manipulate and control. As Karl Marx said, you are if you disconnect people from their history. He was an advocate for that, but in describing it, he came across appearing to be someone who was, quote unquote, for the people. We deal with that kind of deception today in America. The left is obsessed with erasing our national history. Last fall, the Heritage Foundation published an article that took a closer look at why erasing history is such a big deal to the left. They said, quote, Heritage Foundation, President Joe Biden posted on Tuesday, this was last fall, September, President Joe Biden uh, posted on Tuesday that now is the time for all Americans to speak up when history is being erased. Books are being banned Diversity is being attacked. He's not necessarily wrong in that, but the president has it backward. It's his allies who are in the mad rush to erase history. It's Black Lives Matter. It's Antifa. It's all of these groups that have burned our cities, broken our, our retail shops and so on on the streets of our cities, made Portland and Seattle look like a third world country and other cities as well. It's those people that Biden was saying now is the time for all Americans to speak up. Well, the people that uh, adhere to the leftist policies were destroying our nation, our society, our cities, our towns, our institutions. They are the ones in the mad rush to erase history. The Heritage continues, they said, on that, the president can be schooled by Jaden Rodriguez, a 12-year-old who attends the Vanguard School in Colorado Springs, Colorado, this week. Remember, this was last September. This week, school officials removed Rodriguez from class, the Heritage says, because his backpack had a, backpack had a patch of the Gadsden flag. Now, if that sounds familiar, you, it was in the news, and I talked about it on this program at some length, and we talked about this subject that we're talking about today in regards to this Gadsden flag. This kid knew what it meant. The school either didn't know what it meant, or they didn't care. It was one or the other. The Heritage said at the time, the story is instructive in two ways that are related. First, First, it shows how far the left has gone to smear America and its symbols in the single-minded pursuit of erasing cultural attachments to make sweeping societal transformation easier. Second, Heritage said, the abject treatment of Rodriguez by adults who are clearly his intellectual inferiors to this 12-year-old kid. They said his intellectual fears should make clear to all the unconstitutionality of inclusion. Michael Gonzalez wrote the article for The Heritage. He says, let's first focus on the flag. It will be instantly recognized by most, even if they do not know its name. On a yellow background, it has a coiled timber rattlesnake, seemingly ready to strike. and the words beneath it, don't tread on me. So this 12-year-old kid puts this little patch with this flag, this snake coiled up, this timber rattlesnake coiled up, ready to strike in the words, don't tread on me. He goes to school. Well, <laughs> the flag, and they said, you can't have that. You got to take it off your backpack or we'll have to dismiss you from school. I have to send you home. You can't be here with that. Well, this flag was designed by Christopher Gadsden, a South Carolina delegate to the Continental Congress in Philadelphia in 1775. He had help from another patriot as well. The guy that helped him design that was Benjamin Franklin. Gadsden became a colonel in the Continental Army, which liberated this country from British rule. It was then used by some Marines and have been over the years as they went into battle. Americans have long waved it as a symbol of defiance against oppression. But this kid knew that. His parents knew that. He comes to school, and they say, you can't attend school because this is associated, they said, with slavery. It's associated with oppression. And it never has been. They simply made the assumption because they didn't like it. It had to go. It must be bad. It must be associated with slavery. That's what's happening in our nation, and that's why we must be informed as to what's happening. Thanks for being with me today, and thank you for your support. I'll see you tomorrow.